820 WGN on the road with Dane high atop Chicago in the Skyline Studio on an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful day. A day that you can uh, you can't go wrong hanging out at home, staying outside, getting in the yard, or getting in the car and getting into one of those great road trips. That uh, that uh, this is the time of year. Get out there, see some sights. Uh, whether it's the pumpkins and the hayrides and all that, the the fall foliage is is happening, but summer temperatures pretty much right. A light jacket, get out there and enjoy some of that. We've got a great show on tap for you. We are going to do a bunch of things, just like last week when Jan Kemmerling with Enjoy Illinois and the Illinois Office of Tourism talked about Illinois road trips. We are going to venture across the border to Wisconsin today. We're going to talk not only about uh, the parks, the great park system they have, their great events going on, the city of Milwaukee, visit Milwaukee, and then also the phenomenon. That has been happening uh, for the last month or so up there. China Lights, we'll be talking about all of that a little bit later in the program. It's National Pizza Month, uh, big here for Chicago. And Steve Delinsky, author of Pizza City USA, is uh, is going to talk about his book. And then we're going to have an extra-large pizza roundtable topped with some of our favorite uh, culinary and media friends, uh, Steve Delinsky, David Hammond, Louisa Chusa. Stay tuned for that uh, a little bit later on uh, in the program. And don't forget... Uh, when it comes to road trip, you're going to need that vehicle. Mecham Auto Auctions is coming up next week. We're going to have two pairs of tickets. We're going to figure out a creative way. Ashley's going to help to give those away throughout the course of the program. 312-981-7200 to text in. Maybe some suggestions, right? Uh, and some ways that you can not only get out there for that road trip, but get that dream car to do it as well. So on the line with us now, with no further ado, when you think about Wisconsin and you think about uh, you know the Milwaukee area, it, it isn't just Maybe, you know, the beer, the brats and all, and certainly all those things, cheese curds, but 150 parks, miles of scenic trails, 15 golf courses, beer gardens, dog parks, beaches, community centers, botanical gardens, nature trails, hundreds of events, including the big one that has been happening at the Burner Botanical Gardens, China Lights. On the line with us now, the executive director of the Milwaukee County Parks, Guy Smith. Guy, welcome to WGN. Well, thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for taking time out. This is has got to be a beautiful uh, time of year in uh, in Wisconsin, in the Milwaukee area, for sure. And uh, I think people here in Chicago think they understand what it is. Uh, certainly, at one with nature, but there's so much going on with the parks in the area. There absolutely is, and I'll tell you what. Today, uh, being in the '60s, there are park there are park users all over the place, and being here at Burner Botanical Gardens in Whitnell Park, uh, in Hales Corners, in Franklin, uh, it is just a beautiful sight. And you mentioned uh, China Lights. Uh, we had about 10,000 visitors last night alone, and we're expecting more tonight. And uh, we have people just all over this great park system of ours. So let's talk about it because, you know, the park system itself and in Wisconsin, I think in general, is identified with kind of that nature setting. And is this something that, whether it's the residents of the area or even people that have come up from Illinois, get a chance to fully appreciate, understand and enjoy? And plus the golf side of it. I mean, you guys have 15 golf courses. That That's unique. It is very unique, and we have uh, one of the coolest park systems in the state, if not the nation, because I call it an urban, suburban, and rural park system all in one. Uh, we have over 15,300 acres, 157 parks, um, and as you mentioned, we have 15 golf courses, and we have everything from beginner par 3 courses to our Gem Brown Deer, which is a PGA-quality golf course that we've hosted the U.S. Bank Championship, and over the last four years, actually, the Potawatomi 
Academy uh, Hotel and Casino Classic, uh, which actually the LPGA uh, gets a um, wonderful amount of women from 50 different countries uh, represented. So that's one example. We have 125 miles of the Oakleaf uh, Trail. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, paved trail that connects not only Milwaukee County, but the counties to the north and south of us. We've got 50 acres of hiking trails, and here uh, at Whitnell Park, where I mentioned we're stationed today, we have beautiful Wear Nature Center as well that has five miles of trails. But what's really unique is that you mentioned we have beautiful beer gardens, which South Shore Terrace is currently still open on Lake Michigan on weekends, uh, but we just have so much to offer, and it's so close to you folks in Chicago. We're going to have the links up at WGNRadio.com for that. It's great to see the commitment to the tradition and history and support for the beer side of things from the county perspective, right? This is an official, you know, kind of government-sponsored beer garden situation carrying the torch for Wisconsin and beer. Well, yeah, and what's cool about it is we've got a lot of different ways that it works. We have some beer gardens that are completely operated by a third party, uh, but, of course, the park system uh, benefits from that. We have some that we do jointly with where our staff operates and we buy the products, and then there's some entities that we wholly operate. So it's really great, and we have it across the entire county, so all of our residents but also visitors, and we've really been marketing it outside of Milwaukee County, including Illinois, because it's just a regional draw. Yeah, I mean, but the commitment to fun and services is there. And when you can add not only to the, I think, natural beauty that happens at a lot of those those places around Milwaukee County, but you can add um, some of the best and kind of most exciting events that's there for the for the listeners got a chance to see it and attend it in person in, in, in worse weather. It was absolutely jam packed. It is, it is no less than a phenomenon. And you talked about some of the numbers as far as the attendees that's happening uh, right there at Bernard Botanical Gardens and and. Uh, Guy, thanks for for sharing all that kind of stuff. If you could pass the phone to Shirley, uh, Shirley Walzik, she's the director of the Bernard Botanical Gardens, which is, I think, a great area in and of itself. Right out there, Hales Corners, and is a, is a favorite for a lot of the residents to get out there and enjoy. But this time of year, when you bring all of that, and it is a huge undertaking, and we'll talk uh, with them a little bit later on in the program. But when you bring that to Burner, uh, China Lights really does uh, bring it alive. Shirley, welcome to WGN. So, so yeah, talk Burner is just, it's exciting to see all these people come to Burner this time of the year. Yeah. Um, it's not just to see China Lights, but to also see the grounds and to see the gardens and all the hard work that the horticulturists and the staff here do to make this just a wonderful place for people to come to visit. Talk a little bit about why it's perfect, why it's perfect for this setting. I know that it can accommodate a lot of different events. It's perfect for this, though, too, because in... For the listeners to let them know, you know, this is not just a small exhibition. This is huge. It takes a while to walk through. There is so much to see and experience. Not only the lights, you see all of that on the website, but also, you know, the cultural demonstrations. You've got the music. You've got the food. Burner really is a great setting for all of that. It is. It's on about 10 acres within Whitnell Park or within the gardens themselves. And it's just a romantic stroll through the park. And we have it set up in such a way that when you go around corners, you discover something new. And we have the music and the, the sound and the entertainment and the food. And, and just the garden setting themselves is quite quaint and beautiful. 
Let the listeners know we're talking with uh, Shirley Walzak. She's the director of the Bernard Botanical Gardens uh, up there. We'll have links at WGNRadio.com as well. A little later on the program, we're going to talk with Huya and Lou about uh, China Light specifically. But Shirley, for those people that get up there, you know the residents in the area. Um, they've experienced, they know what's up there. They visit and enjoy it on a regular basis. But for our listeners, some who maybe China Lights is the first introduction to the area, what are the other things that they can enjoy at the Bernard Botanical Gardens all year? Well, during the summer and spring and summer, I think spring is gorgeous. I love spring. We have a big tulip display. Um, we do get quite a few people from Illinois, and we love to have you guys come up there because it's a smaller garden to walk through. Um, so it starts in spring with the tulips, our flowering crab apple collection. Um, there's just so much to see. Then it jumps into the next flowering group, the peonies, the roses, the irises. There's always something new to see. We also offer educational classes for people, and we work with our UW Extension Service, so if anyone has any plant questions, they can get them answered as well. Well, the peonies and the roses, I remember. It's nice to see them in sort of that, kind of in their best setting, right right out there, kind of maybe as beautiful as they can be in displays, and then part of those demonstrations. I remember just getting, I don't want to say yelled at a lot, but it was always like, don't get in the peony, don't step on them, watch out for the rose bushes. <laughs> so it's neat to see them when they they can be kind of in a, in a non-punishment setting. Right. I know our staff is particular about that people don't walk into the beds, but we want to protect our plants as much as possible, but... Like I tell people, it changes so much every week. Um, things grow, things start to bloom, some things go out of bloom. Um, but we also work on sustainability, too. We have a rain harvest system that was unique and new to the system that we put in 10 years ago, and we capture the rain the rainwater from our parking lot and from our roof to keep that on site instead of washing away. We've also worked with um, trying to reduce some of the chemical pesticides that we used to work, use in the rose garden and, and developing or using more hardy roses for this area so they're a little less intensive. But our mission is to show people in this area what they can do and grow in their own yards. BurnerBotanicalGardens.org, B-O-E-R-N-E-R. We'll have links again up at WGNRadio.com. But it's exciting to see a place that um, people can enjoy for recreation, for all of their events, the things that they're looking at. You've got not only the beauty, but the educational side and setting an example on the conservation side as well. So, guys, we're going to let you go and get back to doing it all there and enjoying some of that weather uh, up there at Burner Botanical Gardens. And uh, thanks for jumping on the show today. No problem. Thank you. All right, thanks. Wow, lots of stuff going on, 150 parks, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's happening up there with China Lights. When we come back from this break, we're going to have Hu Yan Lu. She is one of the uh, one of the team that is not only creating what is, like I said, a phenomenon to see and experience and all that, but it takes about a year to put together. We'll hear about it when we come back on The Road with Dane, 720 WGN. Yeah, I just want to tell you Hi, this is Stephanie Izard, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. I really do believe that something's got a hold on me here. Oh, 7:20 WGN on the road with Dane. Hi, atop Chicago Skyline Studio on a beautiful day. You can see pretty far. Cannot see all the way to China Lights. Maybe when it's dark, right? You can see. Probably can see it from space. It is big. It is impressive. It is a phenomenon. And on the line with us, a person behind so much of uh, of all of that that is going on that people are experiencing uh, and loving up there with China Lights is Hu Yan Lu. Hu Yan, welcome to WGN. Hi. 
How are you? I am. I am okay. How are you? You're getting into the into the stretch run here, the tail end of what has been another wildly successful China Lights. And so, talk a little bit about all that work coming together and and what people are enjoying. Sure. So, actually, it's our fourth year here in um, Milwaukee in Health Corner, and um, this year we had a team of thirty people who came here in early August. So it took us about. I'm sorry, about 30 days to build the show. And um, what we will see is just uh, stunning because uh, we've been changing the theme and we've been changing the lantern displays every year. And this year we're adding more interactive and sound and light effects to all our displays. So I think people love it. And and now we're already working on what we need to do next year because it's really hard to uh, come up with new ideas and surpass year uh, like your, your previous year. Uh, so I think when people come here, they will always see something new and something exciting and that's what we like it about well i know last year was was pandemonium and you had pandas everywhere and it was it was exciting and and still of course panda's such a big part of the traditions and so talk a little bit about the the traditional roots of what it is that people are experiencing obviously state-of-the-art on the uh, on the materials and the equipment and the lighting and and things like that but this this uh, kind of situation as far as the celebration of lights in this way has been going on for a long time Sure. Um, so Chinese Lantern Festival has a history of over 2,000 years, but usually it's um, during the Chinese New Year on the 15th day, and we will put up all these larger-than-life art installation in the park, and people would come out with their friends and family. It's a time for people to get together with their loved ones, but now we're doing it in the U.S. We see it as a way to um, ex- for culture exchange, and uh, I think it's really nice to uh, have that in different cities in the U.S. as well, so people would come out and they can uh, learn a little bit about the Chinese culture and they can get together with their friends and family. It's a great time. It is a great time for friends and family, and I think of it as just an incredible conversation starter, right? You get out there and you see the lights and all that, and you do have a lot of the, whether it's demonstrations on uh, traditional music and dance and, and art and those kind of things. Was that always part of it where it's kind of like you intimate is that you, you start with this, this great kind of fun situation and you end up understanding and knowing more about China's culture. Correct. So it's not just about the, art, uh, the the lanterns. We always bring over performers who are uh, professional acrobatics from China, and we have these handicraft demonstrations as well. Um, and even with the food, uh, we have local food vendors, but we are adding more options with Chinese and Asian food there. And I think that's what so uh, unique or popular about China Lights because uh, when you come in, you have like uh, experience of different things. Um, so that's what, what, what we will pitch about it always is uh, you can come and experience China without having to travel to China with a passport. <laughs> right, it's a lot more convenient. It's not super close, but it's a lot more convenient than that. Hu Yan Lu is on the line with us. She is one of the creators of China Lights. You mentioned it's around the country uh, in America, so people may have seen or heard about it happening in other markets, but Milwaukee is the biggest one before we let you go talk about how special it is to have a setting like the burner botanical gardens in order to present this um so we uh we we have a group like i said we have a group of 30 people who came here and built everything on site so it's a lot of work and time that went into the festival and um, because we, we, we've done it in uh, many different venues, and, and it's a 
it's one of the few shows that we do in a botanical garden and with all the trees and the trails. And like Shirley mentioned, there were different flowers. I think that's a really good backdrop uh, for all the displays. And it uh, just mingles really well with the whole uh, the whole garden. And people can walk around. And at every corner, they will see something different. And that would be a really nice surprise for the audience. Yeah, I agree. Because I think you could do this with your team. You know, you could put it in a parking lot somewhere, but to have it here uh, at the Burner Botanical Gardens in that beautiful setting, I think, is a luxury, not only for you guys as designers and presenters, but certainly also for the, the visitors uh, as well. So before we let you go, give information so people can find out more about what's going to happen next year, about other things that they can learn about the show, because you guys are always working. You never stop. What's that website? Sure, yeah. Um, so we have different themes every year. Um, we... Uh, if we, we will, the other day we we're just talking about what we want to do next year, but I want to keep it as a secret. Um, but hopefully it will be a nice surprise for people. Um, and if they want to find more information, they can always go online. Uh, that would be channellights.org, or they can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We're all with all the social media. Um, also, Tianyu is the company that produces and uh, creates all the lanterns behind it. And if people are interested, they can always go online with uh, T I A N Y U Culture. TNUculture.com. Um, so we are looking forward to seeing everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. You guys do an amazing job, and it's a great partnership and a collaboration, like I said, not just for you guys from Milwaukee, but for all those people visiting. Uh, thanks, Huyen, for uh, jumping on the line today. Thank you. All right. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more shows, so keep it here, 720 WGN. Hey, this is Guy Goody from Donner's Island of the Dives, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. Put your seatbelt on. We're on the road. I like to do That's right. Safety first. Seatbelt 720. WGN on the road with Dane. High atop Chicago in the Skyline studio. And if you're going to hit the road, you're going to want the, uh, the, the best car to do it. And coming up, we're going to have a little bit later on in the program, two pairs of tickets to the Mecham Auto Auction that's happening uh, next weekend in Schaumburg. So stay tuned for that. We'll definitely do that. And also stay tuned. It is National Pizza Month here. Uh, and uh, we're going to have not only Steve Delinsky, but our large pizza roundtable topped with great culinary friends, uh, Steve Delinsky, David Hammond, Louisa Chu. So stay tuned for that. A little bit of an appetite setter uh, as well. On the line with us as we continue our, uh, our virtual road trip uh, over the border into Wisconsin. And you think about this, you know, so much about Wisconsin you know, we have the the food side of things and, and all of that, plus the excitement of China Lights going on. But you think about it, it's it's often paired with thoughts of, of all seasons, whether it's uh, the spring, certainly the winter. You know, it's uh, maybe our colder cousin slightly uh, to the north. Howard April, he is at the Ware Nature Center Naturalist, uh, Milwaukee County Parks. And Howard, uh, welcome to the show, first off. Welcome to WGN. It's a pleasure to be here today. So think about this. For the Ware Center, give the listeners a little bit of certainly the size and the scope, right? It's it's big. And then also you've got stuff to do all year round. So it isn't the kind of thing that just shuts down, you know, when it gets a little colder. 
that's correct. You know, Ware Nature Center is part of the Milwaukee County Parks, and uh, it's part of Whitnell Park, which is a 660-acre park. Now, we are in an urban area, and anytime you set aside 660 acres of green space in an urban area, that is a huge amount of real estate dedicated to, to public recreation, education, and conservation. Um, at Ware Nature Center, we do environmental education programs year-round, and we do it not just for traditional school groups and scout groups and senior groups, but for the general public and families as well. We have 12 months of, of programming available for people of all different backgrounds, ages, and interests. And you think about this, too, is even though you are, as you mentioned, in an urban setting and you've got a lot of that going on, that the educational side, I mean, I think I read somewhere that as far as, you know, kind of addressing and teaching sort of the habitats of Wisconsin nature, not just maybe the Milwaukee area, but all over the state. Absolutely, and we have some amazing educational programs at Ware Nature Center that we not only do at Ware Nature Center, but outreach programs that we do throughout the entire community. You know, I'd like to say that Ware Nature Center, it's, it's, a, it's an absolutely amazing space, and I know that there's special places everywhere, but the reason we exist is due to the foresight and vision of the men and women that came before us who said, you know what, uh, we value environmental education, let's have a place devoted to that, and that kind of piggybacks on the history of the county parks where men and women came together many generations ago to say, let's preserve green space for the future. And uh, when you think about having that type of vision for the people that weren't even born yet, it's just absolutely remarkable and an inspiration to this day. Let the listeners know we're talking with Howard April from the Ware Nature Center uh, up there in Wisconsin. It's one thing to have space set aside. It's one thing to preserve nature, but to have uh, not only the educational side built into it, but ways that people can walk through it and experience it. Talk a little bit about the trails. I'm sure they're great in the in the summertime. You probably have the opportunity for maybe whether it's cross-country skiing or hiking in the winter as well. Uh, we sure do. We're four seasons of, of recreation. One of the things that makes Ware special is that we have uh, an oak savanna, a prairie, a woodland, a wetland, and a 15-acre lake. And the amazing thing about that is that those five different areas are all within a 10-minute walk of each other. So you come up here, and you can really get a slice of what of what Wisconsin uh, Wisconsin green space looks like, and it's all a very easy walk. Now, for people that might be of slightly limited mobility. Um, we also have an extensive boardwalk system that is compliant with the Americans with Disabilities Act, so it allows people of limited mobility to get down to the lake, to get to the woodland, to get to all of these amazing places, with, and it's very easily accessible. And that's one of the other amazing things about our trails. Uh, the website is uh, www.friendsofware.org, and where is W-E-H-R-N. So, Howard, as we're kind of kind of showcasing a lot of the excitement based around China Lights, you guys are right there in the same property, part of that same park where that is as well. Do you find that people are, you know, they maybe come up there for China Lights, but then they become uh, aware, no pun intended, of where? Or, 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 or are you there kind of kind of steering people towards uh, towards your side of town there? <laughs> I, one of the great things about China Lights is that it has attracted an audience that uh, maybe they haven't been here in a while. So they come come out, they check out China Lights, or they arrive early, and they say, hey, let's check out the rest of the park. And then they see the signs for Ware Nature Center, check us out. And people come into the building, and they say, wow, I never knew you guys existed. So it's a great uh, source. China Lights is a great source of, of cross-pollination, of showcasing all the different aspects of the county parks with all different types of audiences, especially those who might 
might not have been out here for a while. So it's a it's a great it's a great uh, word, example of working together. We're excited to share that we'll have links up at uh, wgnradio.com as well. As we let you go, are there any things coming up in the in the near future, or certainly the website, or any other things that you'd like to share uh, about where? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I would like to say regarding China Lights, China Lights has been extended here at Burner until October 27th. And then also this coming winter from the 29th of November to January 1st, we have another night light show called Winter Wonders. And that can be, you can check out the information on our website and that's right here at Burner. At Ware Nature Center, we have some, uh, some fall family hikes coming up and uh, we have all types of family programs. We have some owl prowls where we're we're going to be going out calling for owls. So all of that can be uh, figured out by going to our website, friends, that's plural, friendsofware.org, or giving us a call at 414-425-8550. And we welcome everybody. We hope to see everyone soon. Wow. Oh, you got your own theme music. I love the owl prowl. I love that as well. I mentioned we're going to have some links up. Uh, for all of that. So, Howard, thanks for taking time out on this great day. Get out there and maybe designate some owls for the prowl. And thanks for jumping on the show today. It was my pleasure. Thank you for hosting us. All right. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Joe Merzinski. He is the Assistant Director of Business Development for Milwaukee County Parks. And I know he handles not only the you know, the nature side of things, but also some of the other exciting things happening on our virtual on-the-road road trip north of the border to Wisconsin. So keep it here. It is uh, On the Road with Dane 720 WGN. Hi, this is Mike Joy from NASCAR on Fox. You're on the road with Dame on WGN. Don't you have <laughs> 720 WGN, it is on the road with Dame here. Hi, atop Chicago Skyline Studio. And uh, again, we can see pretty far. I think we can almost see towards the... Uh, the border between Illinois and Wisconsin, on our virtual road trip all the way up into the Milwaukee area, highlighting the excitement, the pageantry, the phenomenon that is the extended. Ashley, did you hear that they announced they had extended China Lights? Uh, based on, uh, no doubt, the enthusiasm and the crowds, it is going on for at least another week. I'm excited. I did hear that, um, especially because we gave away a couple of tickets last week to a couple of lucky listeners. And uh, now they have some more time to figure out when they can get going over there. Yeah, when they want to get out there. So people are heading up for China Lights, all sorts of different reasons. And uh, and we've talked about Wisconsin as a great candidate for a road trip on uh, on a regular basis. So much to see. Milwaukee is uh, is transforming as we speak in a bunch of different ways. And a guy that has his hand on the pulse of not only... Uh, the park side of things, but also the park side of things related to fun is Joe Marzinski, Assistant Director of Business Development. Joe, welcome back to WGN. Hey, Dan. Good talking with you again. It's good to have you on. I mean, the, Milwaukee doesn't stop, and uh, Wisconsin is has always been an attraction. It's always been a great tourist attraction for a bunch of different reasons, certainly on the on the nature side, and we're going to get into that uh, in, in just a minute, but also, too, just, you know, just the Milwaukee area, Milwaukee County, it seems as though I don't know whether it's just the interest in it or whether there's just like a like a renaissance going on. We are we are always uh, a great place to visit uh, from Chicago area. You hit it right in the head. We extended our China Lights show through next week Sunday. We also made another big announcement last week. First time ever um, in the Midwest here. We're going to have it's the Holiday Light Show over at the Burn Botanical Gardens. 
But it starts on Black Friday and goes through January 1st. But this is going to be a world-class event. Um, we just keep extending our seasons. Uh, I started the parks 18 years ago, and it was really busy Memorial Day through Labor Day. But over the last 18 years, like you said, we've just continued to expand our offerings. And, and with the China Lights in the fall, now the, the holiday light show, Winter Wonders, and we have an outdoor ice skating rink at Red Arrow Park. And it's just there's things to do up here year-round. Well, think about that. We talked a little bit about it uh, with Hu Yang is that, you know, you could put that China Lights anywhere, and I think it would be a pretty great event. But when you can kind of put it in that setting there, and it seems as though a lot of people agree, right, where you're going to extend the situation, where you're going to bring people up there, showcase what it is that's going on, and bring sort of those those lights and arrows. It's one thing to have it here. We do some things with, uh, you know, the holiday lights in you know, Michigan Avenue in the city, and it's great to have it in a city setting. But to have it kind of at one with nature is really cool. Yeah, it's going to be in, in a park setting 1.4 miles surrounded by nature. Um, it's it's really a, a little oasis here in the Milwaukee metro area, but it's it's Whitmill Park is our largest park in the park system. And to introduce this show and to get people out and with their family and friends, and it's going to be a world-class event. Our organizer, uh, Festival Productions, they, they've gone all over the, the world. They've gone to Paris and looked at their shows, and they've gone uh, to, to uh, Nevada, and they've gone to South Carolina, and they've really looked at all the different things that have been successful and taken the the best of the best and put all into one show. So we're really looking forward to it. First time, like I said, in Milwaukee, and it's going to be uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving through January 1st. It's going to be great. $25 a car only as well. It's a great deal. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's so great. So you get a great value and some incredible experience as well. Your kind of range as far as the things that you sort of support, oversee, and uh, and help share go beyond the nature side of things. So let's talk a little bit about some of those community centers that you have up there in Milwaukee, what they mean um, to visitors, maybe to visitors that could do it. Certainly the residents of the county are getting a chance to enjoy it, but share that with uh, with our listeners, some of the things happening up there. Absolutely. We have the King Community Center. We also have the Kosciuszko Community Center. We have the Mitchell Park Domes, which is three indoor horticulture um, domes that people can walk through year-round. We have golf courses and beer gardens. We're, we're, we're the cutting edge in the country for beer gardens. Um, we still have a couple of them open this time of year, even. Wait a minute, Joe. Okay. So I know that there's some listeners out there that think they understand it's a garden setting. So you've got a nice kind of a, a pleasant place to drink beer. And then you've got the drinking of beer, which I don't know, even though many of us, including myself and probably you, Joe, enjoy. But I don't know how, where does it fit into cutting edge? So maybe explain that, you know, how we're on the cutting edge of beer garden experience. Absolutely. We, we get calls from literally all over the world as, as, as called Milwaukee. Um, we are we have set the trend. We're, we're going to see two million dollars in beer sales this year in our in our beer gardens, and it was the first beer garden since Prohibition in Wisconsin. We started in 2012 with our partner at, at Estabrook Park, and we've we've ex- it, we have some public private partnerships. We also have some. Um, public part public partners with sponsors like Miller Coors and with Brecker Brewing Company. But what we've done is we've combined great beer in a great park setting, um, and, and the the proceeds go back and and support the park system. So our model is unique, and people call us from all over the country and say, "Hey, we're all struggling financially in parks. It's not a government mandated type thing. We want to make our parks better. How can we do that through something enjoyable, bringing the community together and Beer gardens is one way of doing that. They're a family-friendly activity. We put them near playgrounds, believe it or not. You can invite your dogs to come along with you, (laughs) and you meet your neighbors and your friends, and you sit in a beautiful park, you drink great beer, and you enjoy nature. I mean, it is is the, the, 
the ultimate win-win um, for the park system and the residents of the community. So we do calls from all over the country saying, how do you guys do it? How have you helped make yourselves more sustainable? Because the money we make from these beer gardens, they go back into the parks. We plant trees. We, um, we uh, uh, put the money back towards bike trails and hiking trails and playgrounds. And it, it just goes back. And I think people really enjoy the fact that the, they enjoy the beer, and they enjoy the company and the atmosphere, but knowing that their purchase is going back to make the park system better is just a, a very unique concept that we've really thrived on here in the last seven or eight years. I love it. Beer drinking with a higher purpose attached to it. It really I kind of motivates <laughs> it and inspires me to get in on it. I think I'll have to practice maybe after the show, maybe tomorrow a little bit, just kind of get... A little get, practice. Yeah. <laughs> think it kind of, if you want to come up here, we're actually open through the first Sunday in November over at South Shore Park and Estabrook Park. Um, so there's still a little bit of time this, this season to come on up to Milwaukee and experience what a beer garden is. Um, and a really unique thing is that first Sunday in November um, at South Shore Park, we actually give away all the beer that we have tapped. We just give it away for free. Whoa. And we say thank you to the thank you to all of our customers from the entire summer. Um, to, to us, it's a, a way of saying thank you and, and to return those barrels empty. We don't want to return those barrels to the beer companies any beer in them. So it's a wildly popular event. You're doing the people's work, I think, at that point. That's certainly, we are. I think that is that is a public service. As we get into the wintertime, and we've talked a bunch of times about the road trip situations up, not necessarily always on sort of the nature side or even the beer garden side, but just some of those ways that kind of Milwaukee is, is becoming more of a destination for, for food and and wine and beer and those experiences and so before we let you go let's talk about coming up in november you've got uh, red arrow park right downtown you've got an outdoor ice rink where people can add a little bit of ice skating to their visit to the city they can and that too is it's, it's free if you bring your own ice skates it's a refrigerator rink um, it's actually larger than rockefeller center in new york and you can bring your own ice skates and it's absolutely free if you don't have your own ice skates if you don't have your own ice skates, you can rent them from us. It's $8 for a kid pair and $9 for the adult pair. And you can skate as short or as long as you want. Wait a minute. First off, we need to, we're a little confused. We've got some texters wondering uh, from the Chicago area, like, what free means? Because that's a, that's a word that's kind of foreign here. So you're using some of that kind of, uh, I guess, indigenous technical lingo that you're using up there. with free. Are you serious? It's free? Absolutely. Yep. The ice, the ice skate rink is free. We actually, it was donated from a, a philanthropist, the, the rink. Wow. 20, 25 years ago, and that was one of the stipulations. Um, the Pettit Foundation, they, they built the rink, and they said one thing we want to do is make sure that it's accessible to everybody, and if people bring their own ice skates, they can go ahead and absolutely use it at no cost. Um, and again, if you don't have your own skates, which most people don't, let's be honest, so if you don't have your own skates, then you go ahead and rent them from us, and we're happy to do that, and you can go and enjoy it right in the beautiful downtown Milwaukee setting. Ah, that's some great stuff. I know a little bit later on in the program, we're going to talk with Lindsay McKee from uh, Visit Milwaukee, so we can add in some of the park side of things, some of the Milwaukee County Park side of things, into some of the other events and things happening uh, in Milwaukee with Visit Milwaukee. So, Joe, before we let you go, give the website where people can get more information. There is a lot going on, whether it's the uh, the community centers, whether it's a lot of the different parks, where people can kind of start planning their trip up uh, to see you. For sure. It's countyparks.com. Easy to remember, set it as a favorite, countyparks.com. Gives you all the information that you could possibly need to know with the, with the Milwaukee County Park System. Joe Marzitsky, he's giving away free beer, free ice skating, a lot of things. I think the necessities, the essentials uh, in life, as well as <laughs> great experiences up there in, uh, in Milwaukee County. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you jumping on the show today. Thank you, Dan.
All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll see if we've got time to give away a couple uh, tickets for the Mecham Auto Auction coming up. So, uh, so keep it here uh, on the road with Dane, 720 WGN. Hi, this is IndyCar driver Graham Rahal, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. 720 WGN on the road with Dane. Hi, it's Hop Chicago Skyline Studio. On a beautiful fall day, a day that is uh, absolutely 100% made for a road trip to see the sights and sounds, or even maybe a new elephant exhibit. I mean, who knows what you can see when you get on the road, and you don't have to go too far, uh, and you can see that as well. We have been having uh, a virtual on-the-road road trip to Wisconsin, where we have highlighted uh, the phenomenon that is China Lights, which has been exciting. We've talked about some of the things happening in the Milwaukee parks and uh, and beer gardens and their um, and their beer outreach program, which uh, Joe Marzinski had talked about, which I think is impressive. But one of the great things that you can go and check out, I think it's open year-round. We'll find out in just a second. Uh, but in the summertime, for sure, in the fall, for sure, it is one of the best. And we've got some great ones here, one of the best zoos, I think, in the country. And uh, they've got some new things happening uh, and coming out as well. On the line with us, she is the public relations coordinator for the Milwaukee County Zoo, uh, Jenny Diliberti. Welcome to WGN. So, Jenny, you got you guys have a great zoo. We have some zoos we're really proud of here, Brookfield, Lincoln Park, but um, but Milwaukee County Zoo is definitely worth the trip. Oh, I appreciate you saying that because, like you say, you have wonderful zoos there as well, um, and we like to think of our zoo as a great zoo, um, too. We have actually over 2,100 different animals on display, which represent about 350 different species, so it's a really nice-sized collection of animals. Um, and if people haven't been to our zoo, we're set on about 200, um, 200 acres of parkland. So really, it is like a park-like setting yep. that we have wide pathways. People can see the different animals in their natural habitats. Really a nice, um, you know, a, a nice day to spend at the zoo. Or you can come up for a weekend and do some of these other things and, of course, come to the Milwaukee County Zoo. Well, you think about the pathways you mentioned, it, and it is. It's a very unique thing. You look at Brookfield where it has, like, huge kind of midways right where you can see a lot of what is going on whether it's the the habitats or the houses and some of those you can see them from different vantage points you've got fountains uh a lot of kind of architecture and stone and 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 a lot of the things going on in in milwaukee you hit it there's pathways you feel like you're really sort of like at one with nature you're kind of in the woods right and you're in and around those things one of the other things that uh, I love and I have to share with the listeners about the Milwaukee County Zoo is, is the proximity to the animals. You really, and if you look at some of the th- social media stuff we did the last time we took a road trip up there, um, you're right there, whether it's the gorillas or the tigers. I mean, you're, the, you feel like you're so close to them uh, at that zoo. Right. Right, absolutely, and that is kind of our um, trademark sort of exhibit style that we started with in the 1960s when the zoo moved to this location from downtown's Washington Park, and people always comment about that, saying, oh my gosh, I came face-to-face with an Amur tiger or a western lowland gorilla. All of the exhibits are made so not only can the animals get off exhibit if they feel like they need to because obviously (laughs) they're our number one concern, but a lot of times because they are in these naturalistic habitats, they decide to stay outside or they decide to stay within public view. And all of those exhibits, whether it's the big cat country, 
Tree Building where some of the rock work, of course, there's glass in between the visitors, but you can get face-to-face with the lions, the jaguars, the tigers, and it's a really neat experience, especially this time of year in, you know, say October, November, December, when we're a little bit lighter on crowds. Um, you're not going to have that wall-to-wall people feeling um, in terms of these exhibits that you can get up close and really make a connection with some of those animals. Well, you're not kidding. And when you say face-to-face, you really do feel like you're right there with them. It is a great place for uh, the kids as well, as, as many zoos are. But you guys have, in addition to kind of the typical playground that you might find just in a park in your neighborhood you guys have some really cool other things where kids can get in there kind of play climb experience uh talk a little bit about the the stuff that's kind of set aside on the kid uh elements at milwaukee county zoo sure sure so we have a very um it's been newly renovated a very um major playground area i guess you could say in our children's zoo which is the family farm area so people if they want to take a break they can go into the family farm area they'll see we have the only working dairy farm actually um in the count in the in milwaukee county um in the city of milwaukee and it's a working dairy farm we have dairy cows um, we have a birds of prey show. We have different animal encounters that um, kids can get up close with some of our native um, species to Wisconsin. And there's different talks that go on during the summer. So if you're you know, touring through the different exhibit areas and you want to take a break, it's a wonderful area for people to, you know, like you say, climb on the um, the playground equipment, um, take a little break, and then go on into the different areas. The African um, Elephant area, which we can talk about as well, which is a new area for us. Um, South American yard, we have, um, like I say, Africa. It's all um, sort of divided into continental groupings, so you can see the different animals, like you say, from Africa, from South America. Um, So it's a really sort of a neat um, trip around the world without ever leaving um, your home, basically. Right, it's a trip around the world. We're getting to do that. Wisconsin has been sort of that... um I don't know, passport to a lot of different places, whether it's China and China Lights or, of course, some of these these great animals that you'd be able to experience. You'd have to go you know, around the world, take a safari for. You mentioned elephants, and this is one of the, the fan favorites, a team photo of favorite animals that people love to see, and you guys have kind of an expanded and enhanced elephant exhibit going on. We do, and actually we opened that in May. Um, we have two resident African elephants here, Ruth and Brittany, um, and they're wonderful. We call them the girls um, because everybody just loves the girls. We made a commitment um, to those animals to keep them here. Some zoos are moving away from keeping elephants because you have to make a commitment through our member organization, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, um, to um, up the standards for the elephants, and we have made that commitment, and sometimes you know, dollars is a concern, but we opened a brand new elephant exhibit in May. It's a 1.6 acre yard with a water hole with kind of rolling hills, different enrichment for them to take part um, in in a self-activating shower. We also have a 20,000 square foot indoor elephant care center with sand and padded floors for the girls. Um, So they're 
health care is number one concern for us. So this allows the keepers to really give them the best life that they can have in a zoo setting. And like I say, if people haven't seen our zoo, this is a reason to travel. Um, it's a wonderful area for them. And some of the, the stories that I hear from the keepers, um, when, the first, when, the, when it first opened um, and they would let them outside, the girls, and then they would call them to come inside, the keepers said that they pretend like they're sleeping outside so they don't have to come in because they're loving this uh, habitat so much. So we are beyond thrilled for the African elephants, and we're also going to be adding a third elephant into the exhibit in early November. So again, that's going to be a reason for, for folks to visit. Wow, it's going to be breaking news. You're going to have to call in with that. Maybe we can get an exclusive interview with the new elephant. Uh, oh, for sure. For sure. The, let the listeners know we're talking with uh, Jenny Deliberti, Public Relations Coordinator for the Milwaukee County Zoo. And as we let you go, Jenny, you know, give the information where, as far as the website where people can get on there, maybe get tickets or, or find out about some of the other experiences going on and uh, and make that trip up and visit. Absolutely. Um, our website is chock full of information. And like you say, how to get um, tickets online, that's milwaukeezoo.org. Um, and then the main number that they can always call is 414-771-3040. And like we say, we just appreciate having the time here with you. And um, between Illinois and Wisconsin, we have some wonderful, wonderful zoos. Yep. No, I, I agree. Thanks so much for what you're doing. Get back to it. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for jumping on the show today. Thank you so much. All right. You know, it is definitely worth the trip, that zoo. And so stay tuned as we take our virtual road trip on the road to uh, to Wisconsin, the Milwaukee area, talking China lights and so much more. When we come back from this break, we're going to have Lindsay McKee, communications manager for Visit Milwaukee, talking about a lot of the cool food, beverage, events, a lot of the things that are coming up, not only uh, now, but uh, throughout the course of the fall and winter, and some you got to put on your calendar for next summer, too. So keep it here on the road with Dane, 720 WGN. Hey, what's up? This is Leah Pritchett, driver of the Papa John's Top Field Dragster for Don Schumacher Racing, and you are on the road with Dane on WGN. One more ride, one more race, we go all out, we don't play. WGN on the road here, Skyline Studio, and uh, we are going to, before the end, I think, of this, uh, before we get down to... Uh, the bottom of the hour, we're going to be giving away those Mecham Auto Auction tickets, so stay tuned for that. On the line with us now, one of the great road trips that we have in the area, accessible in the Midwest, is to Wisconsin, and specifically Milwaukee. We've previewed it and talked about it. Lindsay McKee, Communications Manager for Visit Milwaukee, has her hand on the pulse of all of that action. Lindsay, welcome to WGN. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I got to say, and we love Chicago and there's so much to do here, but as as an option for people, you know, to get out there, want to get in the car, get a road trip, see, you know, some other things. Milwaukee is as close as you can get to have a completely different and a really, really cool experience. It really is. We're only uh, 90 minutes away from Chicago, uh, both if you drive and if you go ahead and hop on the train and come to us. So we're really, really close. 
It's a beautiful drive. Um, even with construction, you can still look beyond that and just look at all the beautiful uh, fall colors that are happening right now and everything. And we're right by uh, Lake Michigan, just like Chicago. So just follow the lake and come on over to us. A lot of our listeners are, are up there over the last month or so and now extended uh, into another week up there for China Lights. And so as they are there yeah. at Burner Botanical Gardens, also a lot of them staying and experiencing stuff uh, in Milwaukee. And I've got to say it is that Milwaukee is going through, I brought it up with Joe a little bit earlier from the county, experiencing a renaissance, right? So even people, even my friends that live in Wisconsin, grew up there, are excited about what's happening in Milwaukee, whether it's the food scene, the entertainment scene, the new St. Kate on the hotel side and art side. So much is happening. Mm -hmm. Yes, it really is. Milwaukee is, we've always say that uh, we haven't really been on a comeback. We've arrived. We are really a wonderfully random kind of experience for everyone. And there are so many things to do in Milwaukee uh, from outdoors to indoors. There are just, just like you said, amazing culinary scene. We have 10 uh, James Beard recognized chefs. Uh, in our city. We have incredible parks, which you've spoken about already. It's a really, really wonderful city to experience and an amazing art scene as well. well and the art scene too, world-class on the, the art museum where the actual building itself is a work of art and definitely has to be, I mean, it's, it's, and I cannot overstate it. It's, it's really, really great. So definitely people should get up there, but let's talk a little yeah. bit about some of the, you know, kind of the food areas, some of those trendy areas that have really sort of come alive. And so people get up there and visit, they don't want to miss those. Talk about some of those spaces. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I just quickly want to mention, you uh, discussed the Milwaukee Art Museum. They actually have an interesting exhibit going on along with uh, two other area museums. It's called Milwaukee Made. It's a perfect way to dive into Milwaukee activities um, just to go to those Milwaukee-made exhibits. We have the Groman Museum showcasing magnificent machines of Milwaukee and the engineers who created them. The Harley-Davidson Museum is presenting uh, Building a Milwaukee Icon, which is a unique look at the formative years of the motor company. And then the Art Museum, uh, which you mentioned, they're featuring a portrait of Milwaukee, which is an exhibition of city photographs from the 1930s through the uh, 2010s. And so there's, what is it? It's there. It's like a marketplace. It's like a, like a food hall. It's something that you cannot miss. There are so many great establishments, iconic Milwaukee areas, foods from all over the place. What's the name of it? I can't, it's not coming to me. No, no worries. So first of all, in the third ward neighborhood, which is kind of like our shopping and fashion district, we have the Milwaukee public market. Uh, a really a lot of great vendors in that space, and even uh, shopping. There's sushi, uh, Saint Paul Saint Paul Fish Company, uh, bakery, uh, Anodyne Coffee. Really, really great way to experience multiple types of cuisine in one location. And we also recently opened uh, Crossroads Collective, that would be on Milwaukee's east side. Again, really great vendors, uh, Heaven's Barbecue, Frida Soups uh, and Sandwiches, as well as uh, Egg and Flour, and Small Pie, which just opened there as well. And another uh, area that is not only a food hall, it's also a shopping center, is Sherman Phoenix. What's really great about Sherman Phoenix, they have just completely renovated an old uh, bank building and have made it a hub for African-American entrepreneurs. You will find everything from food to health and wellness, and it's a really, really great experience. And next
next year, uh, everyone will be have to be sure to stop back and see uh, Milwaukee's new Third uh, Street Market Hall. Mm-hmm. That's going to be in the old Grand Avenue space. That's now the Avenue. Wow. Okay. So that so you've got that yeah. the old Grand <laughs> Avenue Mall. Certainly, we all remember. Well, not all of us, but old people uh, remember that. And, and, and the last thing before we let you go, and we're going to want to get uh, the Visit Milwaukee link so people can go online and see all the different events. But I think one of the things that's a testament to where you said arrived is that you guys are going to be hosting the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, is going to be in Milwaukee. It's going to be a huge thing, bringing in from uh, people from all over the country, certainly all over the the world, really kind of showcasing what it is you have going on where you guys are yeah exactly it's going to be a great event and they're going to be uh pretty much uh headquartered at pfizer forum uh that whole deer district area which has really uh been built up since pfizer forum opened in november of last i'm sorry in august of last year and it is it's a really going to be a really great experience actually pfizer forum is even currently hosting fear district right now uh which is a bunch of haunted houses uh scary movies interactive games uh, a bunch of uh kind of scream city scares now through early november and in addition uh the deer district just has an amazing area there is punchbowl social um drink Wisconsin. Uh, good city brewing and also the new uh, mecca sports and grill so much going on Lindsay mckee communications manager <laughs> visit milwaukee as we let you go the website for people to get all that information try to make some kind of plans and get up there and uh and see and experience it all Absolutely. I have two websites for you. So our first is our events website, which is Milwaukee365.com. You can literally search through and uh, look at all the events that are coming up. And we also have our website, uh, visitmilwaukee.org. And what's great about that is you can actually plan your itinerary with our My Trip uh, feature on that site. Lindsay McKee, she's there with her hand on the pulse of everything at Visit Milwaukee. Thanks so much for what you're doing. Get back and enjoy your great weekend. And uh, thanks for jumping on the show today. Thank you so much. All right, quick break. Then we're going to come back. We still have uh, our pizza, National Pizza Month stuff coming up with Steve Delinsky and also our roundtable. So stay tuned for that quick break, 720 WGN.